0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Orion has partnered with J-Dog Brands to provide exclusive franchise opportunities for honorably discharged veterans and military family members. The company is seeking motivated entrepreneurial veterans and military family members to own and operate a franchise backed by J-Dog's proven business model and all the support you need to be successful. J-Dog franchise opportunities include junk removal and hauling as well as for upholstery and carpet cleaning. In today's show, I'm joined by Terry Corkery, J-Dog's Director of Franchise Development to discuss J-Dog's unique business model, a step-by-step look at how to get started, and why Terry considers this to be a recession-resistant opportunity. If you have any questions about this interview, please send me an email at podcasts at oriontalent.com. If you'd like to learn more about J-Dog and its franchising opportunities, visit them online at www.jdogbrands.com.
1: Hey, Terry, thanks for joining me today.
2: Megan, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to have another member of the J-Dog team joining me on the podcast because we've had some really great feedback on past shows with you guys, and I can't wait to share some more information with our listeners. Um, For anyone who's listening to this that is not aware, they're probably aware of this anyway because we send lots of emails on your behalf. We've had this partnership now for I believe about a year and it's one that we've had a lot of success with and I believe you guys have seen success with too. So I wanna talk a little bit more about that in detail for anyone that's maybe seen the emails but they haven't had a chance to, you know, learn a little bit more about the opportunity. But before we get started, can you just go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself and your role with JDog?
2: Sure. Basically, my name is Terry Corkley. um I am really the role of you know director of franchise development um uh, my My goal here really is when I talk to individuals looking for a business is is really talk them through the process of who we are what we do i'm I'm kind of that 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 main face initially um that they speak to about the opportunity to make sure really this is a right fit for them as well as us.
1: mhm. Yeah, very good. And you've got, I know, a background in franchising too. So can you talk a little bit about that, and you know, why that kind of gives you a unique perspective on this?
2: Sure. Uh, sometimes I hate to admit it, uh, given my age, but I've been in the franchise industry really for about 30 years, um, and and my background was in numerous roles of, you know, director of franchise development, sales, marketing, operations, real estate. So I I wore a number of hats in, in the franchise community. Uh, and I also owned my own business for fifteen years. Uh, and 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 my business really revolved around working with about five hundred different franchise companies uh, through through its lifespan. So um, you know wound up selling that a few years back.
1: Yeah, very cool. So when you speak to any veterans who are interested in this, you not only have experience working with J-Dog, but with other franchises. So, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that more in detail later, but you know kind of what sets J-Dog apart and what some of the advantages are. So I think your background here is going to be really valuable for our listeners.
2: I appreciate that. Yes. I mean, I feel it does. And and I think most people appreciate it, given given the background that I have, that I can kind of see through things uh, from a different perspective.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, Terry, from your perspective, what are some of the main reasons that people um, look to start a franchise?
2: You know, in my lifespan, especially here, but in general, you know, there's probably a few main things that people look at when they're looking to decide to get into a business or a franchise. And really is is that cliche of the American dream. Uh, people are tired of working for someone they have that inkling that they want to get in their own business, call their own shots, uh control their own destiny, so to speak, so that's that's really probably the main impetus that that people reach out to us uh for for getting into a business.
1: Mhm, and a franchise is kind of a natural way to do that because, like you said, a lot of people they might be sick of working for someone and they think, "Oh, I'd love to start my own business," but there's so much there's just so much that goes into that first year to figure out. What is it that you have to offer that you could do? You have to come up with a business plan, Um, of course, takes a lot of money to do it. So a franchise seems like the natural way to, um, you know, kind of get into that opportunity with a little bit less risk than if you were to just start a new business from scratch.
2: Yes, uh, that's right the point that most people when they get into a business, obviously there's a risk in anything they do. Uh, but, you know, with a franchise model, especially ours, uh, you know, we really kind of tell people, listen, you know, we, we've experienced things over the last 10 years that that, that you don't have to do. We made mistakes. You know, it's really an operating system that you're getting involved with, the branding um, and the support level. That's probably the three main things I tell people when they get into a franchise, you know, especially ours. You know, you're looking at the branding, what they've done, what they're going to do in the future, what your operating system is, how you mm-hmm. go about attracting and, and servicing customers, and, and then that uh, support level there that's. That, that is there to help you through those times of getting up, getting operating, getting started. Um, so it's really the whole package that you're getting involved with uh, as a franchise that that yeah. really kind of makes that easier for, for individuals starting that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that kind of leads me to my next question, because, you know, you've got all this experience with franchise. You've been with J-Dog now for a while. What is it, in your opinion, that makes J-Dog a unique opportunity
2: well gosh i I don't know if I can answer this quickly, but i'll I'll, I'll try um, you know really when when Jerry and Tracy started the company, um, it was really an opportunity for them to to get into a business you know for a number of reasons in this specific industry, uh, but really, the overall mission was really to get veterans transition into a business. Uh, with the opportunity of of hiring other veterans and get the veteran unemployment rate down as low as possible. So, really, that was the main impetus uh, with the j Dog business model uh, uh, with the veteran brand. Um, so, you know, that was first and foremost, that's what makes it a little bit more of a unique opportunity. We are probably, uh, I'll go out on a limb and say, you know, the only national franchise out there that's exclusively owned and operated, uh, and for veterans, which is makes, you know, and I say veterans and military family members. So from that standpoint, uh, we we are very unique with what we do from our business model. Uh, And, and, you know, veterans are are the perfect candidates as far as getting into this type of a business.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, just to piggyback off of that, Terry, I think that that's probably something that is a huge selling point for a lot of veterans, because I know that one of the things that our recruiters hear a lot when, especially with transitioning service members, is, you know, when they're getting out of the military, they feel like there's a disconnect, like maybe the civilian world doesn't quite understand um, some of the, you know, skills and traits that they're going to bring into that job. And so, with you guys having these exclusive opportunities for veterans and military families, I'm sure it's a natural draw to where they feel like these guys get me and this is a company that I want to be a part of.
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's funny because, you know, I, I do like to tell everyone when they call into me, you know, you know my father was a veteran, so I, I am not the veteran itself, but in my conversations, and I, and I deal with and speak to hundreds of people, uh, you know, on a monthly basis, literally, uh, And and, and there's really a common thread that runs through everything that that I speak to them about is the fact that, uh, you know, here's an opportunity. Uh, They've been through their, you know, out of the service, whether they've been in the service for three years or 23 years, they're looking for something to get into for themselves. And they get kind of disenchanted from a civilian perspective, not to say it's a bad thing. It's just not what they're used to. so you know really what what I found is the common thread that runs through it is you know they've gotten a job they've been with a the company they've been hired as a veteran, kind of a checkbox type of a thing and and really, after about eighteen months they they're in that job and uh there's really no infrastructure for them from a veteran perspective there's There's really not too many other veterans they can talk to understand their communication level, understand their work ethic um, so from that perspective, they just kind of feel um disconnected a little bit so After that 18-month period, they're sitting there going, you know, this one got promoted, this one got promoted, I just want to work hard. Um, It's something where they just look around and say, what am I doing? And then they'll go to that second job and and they may be there for eight months or 10 months because they learned that, that curve a little faster. And, and so at that point, that's kind of where my conversation comes in. And, again, they, they may have been out of the service for 10 years or may have been out of the service for two years, but they love the attraction and what we offer and what we do because they can be around other veterans uh, and understand that work ethic, understand that communication level, understand their purpose, uh, and, and, and they can really use their, their, their skill sets that they developed in the service and put them in good place with us and, and feel at that comfort level makes a big difference for them. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the element of also being able to pay it forward and hire other veterans. And to your point earlier, um, just the goal of JDOG in general to lower the veteran unemployment rate. So, you know, it's it's kind of taking care of themselves and their families, but then also paying it forward and helping other veterans who they know are going to be in the exact same position and having the same thoughts and feelings that they had when they transitioned out of the military.
2: That's correct. Uh, and that's really A big feedback I get is, you know, once they realize who we are and what we are and what we're doing and they understand what the mission is, and, you know, they've been in that position themselves maybe, uh, and they know a lot of other veterans in their community that they're sitting there saying, gosh, you know, I want to help out other veterans because of whatever situation they've been through. So they have an opportunity to own a business, but yet employ other veterans and and, and bring them, uh, uh, you know, closer to what they're doing. And, and give them a little bit more of a self-worth and and, and and feel good about what they're doing in their life. So it really, it works together. And that's what really makes that bond extremely different than, than any other industry I've been involved with.
1: Another thing that makes it a great opportunity that you touched on when we were first planning this podcast is that you consider this franchise to be recession-proof. And that definitely makes this opportunity unique, especially in light of the coronavirus and its impact on our economy. So can you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yes. Uh, you know, and and not to harp on anything negative, because of what's going on out there is, you know, we want everybody to be safe and, and, and be healthy. Uh, but, you know, one of our business model and one of the features we talk to people about, aside from the other things I can get into a little bit further, is, is that recession-proof industry. And, um, you know, as a J-Dog franchise, junk removal and carpet cleaning, whatever the case may be, uh, we really feel we're in a fantastic position, you know, if, you know, for lack of a better term, that uh, we're in a recession-proof or recession-resistant uh, industry. Uh, we are still an essential business. We're out there operating. And I tell people all the time, you know, when you're looking at these other opportunities and not to, to play negative with other franchise opportunities or other businesses out there, you know, in most communities, they can ride down that road and see the stores that are closed and shopping centers that are closed. You know, the people invested in, in a gym franchise, or a uh, restaurant, or a hair care, or whatever the case may be, but yet we're still operating. Uh, so that kind of holds true to everything we tell people that you know this business model. Aside from that, good times, you know, when the economy is up and running, that we also thrive and do well in in, in those harder economic conditions like we are in now.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good point to bring up and something that. Anybody who's listening to this, if they're interested in a franchise, it would be a selling point. Because like you said, with restaurants, for instance, someone might have a restaurant franchise and they may be open for carry-out business or drive through or what have you, but they're still most likely suffering big time based on, you know, not being able to have people inside of the restaurant.
2: Without question, because, you know, we don't you know, as our business model developed, you know, we don't have that overhead and, and that debt service that that those traditional retail businesses all have. I mean, so um, you know, and again, I'm not trying to be, be negative with with the other opportunities that are out there, but I just feel that you know this opportunity. And I'm obviously a little biased that if I were looking for a franchise or a business model, I would stay in the service industry, uh, especially what we do. Uh, I think it thrives in every economic condition. You have a little bit more control of things, and, and you don't have that 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 service and uh, and so forth that you have with your traditional businesses out there in the market.
1: Yeah, definitely. So Terry, if I'm a veteran and I'm listening to this and, you know, maybe I haven't heard the last two podcasts that we've done with, with JDog, but, um, so I might have some questions. So what would you want me to know sure. about the business model? We've talked about it a couple of times, so I'll just, um, ask some specific questions and then, you know, sure. if there's anything I missed, you can give an overview, but okay. So if I'm someone who's listening to this, I want to know about the day-to-day operation. So what is a typical day going to look like for me if I open a JDog franchise?
2: You know, it's, you know, going into that, I always try to tell someone, you know, what is it we do and what is it we offer and, uh, you know, how do we operate our business model? I mean, maybe if I want to step back a little bit and talk about, uh, you know, why they want to get into this business and what we offer and, uh, you know, again, getting back to, um, you know, that veteran business model. We are that veteran business model, you know, recession-proof industry, low startup costs, uh, you know. Uh, uh, high profit margins. Um, you know, with that being said, all those things, that, and I can go into that a little bit later with you, but you know, what, what, what is the day-to-day operations of, of the business model? What are they doing? Um, you know, what we're looking for really are franchise owners that that want to get involved in the service industry. Um, it goes, it has a high growth rate in, in our opinion, and, and, and we've been doing it for years. Uh, but you know, all that being said is we're really looking for someone to get involved in our business, uh, whether they've been in, in, in the service for two years or 22 years, it really fits what, what they can offer uh, from the standpoint of we're looking for them to be involved in that community, uh, really make a difference in their community. We're not necessarily looking for somebody to buy a job and, and, and have a truck and have a territory and, and operate a truck and and, and and buy a job, basically. We're looking for someone who really wants to be out there and make a difference in their community uh, and market their community and, 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 and really be out of the truck and drive the business as I have, as opposed to having the business drive them. You know, we're in that junk removal business. We're in that carpet and hardwood floor and tile cleaning business. Uh, you know, to really get the name brand out there in your local community is, you know, get involved in networking, getting involved with the local B&I groups, the real estate uh, offices, the, your 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 local contractors, builders. Your, you know, you. I can go on and on, but you know, that's really the function of that owner is is to run that business. From a marketing perspective, get that name drilled into the community, be the boots on the ground, uh, as opposed to being the guy or the girl in the truck operating the business. So that's hopefully, you know, in the beginning, they'll be involved with that and do that for the first few months. But really, after that, step away from the truck uh, and build that business, add that second truck in that territory, because the territories are really built to have two to three trucks operating in it. Um, So therefore, you know, to do that, you need to be out of the truck and, and working in that local community and local market.
1: Mm-hmm. And speaking of the trucks, they look pretty cool. So, <laughs> if anyone visits the website, which we'll include a link in this podcast, but um, if anyone visits the websites, they'll see the trucks. And like you said, you're out there marketing, so that's you know you're getting the word out when you've got the trucks. They've got the big J Dog logo and everything like that on there, so those are pretty cool too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and I tell people all the time that truck is a as a as a billboard. Uh, and I don't wanna guarantee this, but that truck will generate, you know, four to six jobs a week just by people seeing it out there. Uh, you know, they'll have a conversation, you'll be in a Chick-fil-A and uh, you know, and all of a sudden you're you're getting a call three minutes later saying, Hey, listen, you know, my husband sold a tr- you know, the truck in Chick-fil-A or my wife sold a truck in Chick-fil-A and um, you know, my, my mother in law is being put into a nursing home. How do I you know, I gotta clean the house out. What do I it, it's amazing how many jobs are created just by people seeing the truck and, and understanding what we do and when they see it, that veteran Presence really makes a difference in their in their thought process of of getting involved with us.
1: Yeah, definitely. So another question they might have is, you know, as the franchise owner, you kind of touched on this a little bit in the previous question about the day to day operations, but they might mm-hmm. want to know if they're going to be the ones who are cleaning the carpet or hauling the junk themselves.
2: Well, you know, that's a question I get asked a lot, uh, and and really depends on what they're looking to do, right? So. You know, you can do that. Uh, but, you know, our business model is really built on, you know, someone, you know, in, in the junk removal business. You need two people in the vehicle. Uh, sometimes the owner is that one of those two people. Uh, and that's fine. We want them to be involved in that truck initially. Uh, you know, and by the way, I apologize, I'll backstep. In the carpet cleaning, you need one person in the vehicle, and it may be the owner. But initially, you know, our goal is... To get that individual if they so choose to be on that truck for the first three to six months understand the business model understand the interactions understand what the process is as far as doing the work and at some point if they're going to step away from the truck which is what we encourage to be the boots on the ground and do the networking replace themselves and they know what they're looking for because of what their job function was and what they did uh but you know if they want to be on the truck and do the work that's fine but they need someone you know to be out there doing that. That, that networking and that marketing, something that we preach in our operating system. Uh, so if they're not going to do it themselves, they need someone to do that because you want to drive that business. You, wanna, you don't want to have to go, you know, just project out two days. With someone in that market, someone networking, they're really projecting out two weeks. And therefore, they're growing that business. And, and that's really what we, mm-hmm. what we encourage. So, so to answer that question, you know, sometimes if they want to be in the truck operating, fantastic. As long as they have someone in that market at some point networking and doing the, doing the, the boots on the ground and, and being involved in the community. And, and again, it depends on the owner's skill sets, right? I mean, sometimes people are great talkers and speakers and, and, and the communicators. And, and that's what they've done in the service, depending upon what their job function was. So they, they can be that face. Some guys or girls are sitting there saying, guys, I, I just want to work hard. I love being outside. I love being, interacting with the customers. And, and, and that's great, too. Um, So, you know, we like to tell people this business model works well for anybody who's looking to have a single territory where they can have one or two, three trucks operating or they want to get involved on a larger scale and develop, you know, three or four or five territories in the market and really, you know, employ 30 veterans as opposed to, you know, five or six. So it really depends on what their goals and what they're looking to do. Uh, But, yes, being in that truck gives them that firsthand experience of what they need and what they're gonna, you know, do and, and and what's necessary to move forward and grow their business. So
1: Terry, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago about um territories. So can you talk a little bit more about that and how territories are assigned for franchise owners?
2: Sure thing. Um you know every territory we go into, just to give you an understanding, um, you know, each franchisee has a protected territory. Uh you know it, and when I say protected territory it's it's really built on based on um a 200 to 225,000 population base, give or take 10%, and, and really that's that's built out based on zip codes and population density. And and what I mean by that, there's that's kind of twofold for that. Is you know when we look at a territory in a market, we'll kind of add zip codes together, um, you know, until it hits there maybe 30,000 in one zip code, 20,000 in another one, but really kind of build those zip codes out until it hits that 200 to 225,000 population base. And and really. Uh, that gives us a better model and, and a protected territory for our franchisees. Uh, again, going back to twofold is, you know, that's really how we base a lot of things that we do internally uh, for, for for our franchise owners. So from that standpoint, uh, from a corporate level, that's really how we assign, you know, the Internet basis of that customer coming in. So, you know, what we do on a back-end business model is we do the SEO and the website development for our franchise owners in each territory. And they're really Uh, When that customer reaches out, when they're doing a Google search, Junkin Mobile and, you know, whatever city, you know, they're prompted for a zip code. And that zip code is really, you know, franchisees' territory. So when they, they hit that zip code, it goes through our, you know, uh, our process internally and it reaches out and goes directly to that franchisee and that protected territory. Same thing with our call center. And again, we manage that too. And I'll throw a little plug in here saying, you know, this is something we do for our franchisees at no cost. Other companies typically charge a back end maintenance fee to manage the SEO and the website and the call center. You know, that's all part of what they're getting um, in that franchise model. So, you know, therefore the zip code really prompts them, you know, that customer, whether it's through the 800 number or through the, uh, you know, internet and prompts them to, to reach out to our local franchisee and direct them to them. So that's kind of that protected territory. And again, depending upon density, it could be a an eight mile radius, it could be a twenty five mile radius. It's really Again, I think I said this earlier, but it's really not an opportunity. That territory is really an opportunity, not just to have a truck in a market. Uh, you know, again, it, it, it get, it's counterintuitive to, to I want to buy a job and have a truck in a territory. It's really built and designed to have up to three vehicles operating within that territory at any time. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to open up and start with three, but you're going to grow that business that first year, have that first truck. You'll know in eight, nine months, you know, when it's time to bring that second truck in that territory, and then that third truck three years in. And, and the idea is. You know, if you have one truck, you're not going to be able to effectively penetrate that market. And that's really the goal of having multiple trucks in that territory is, 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 to, is to penetrate that market effectively.
1: So, Terry, there are some keys to success that I'm sure that you've seen over your years of working with J-Dog. What are a few that you think are the most important for our listeners?
2: You know, to be successful in this business, as as in any business, you have to work hard, right? I mean, so, you know, if you think you're going to hang a shingle out and make money in any business, it it doesn't happen that way. Uh, But but more importantly, I think this holds true more to more veterans and military personnel is they follow a system real well. Uh, I know it sounds like a cliche, but, uh, you know, we have a a, a great operating system, a great marketing system, a a way to go about doing our business. Um, And, you know, we're looking really for franchise owners that want to be involved get involved with in the franchise, understand what the mission is, but really follow the operating system because the operating system has worked, uh, and that's what makes it successful. And and, that, and I think that's with most businesses, but we feel a little bit more unique in what we do. Um, so, you know, really it's following the operating system. That's the whole purpose of what you got involved with the franchise model for.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, another question that I know a lot of people are going to want to know that I want you to talk in um, as much detail as you're able, because I'm sure you're not allowed to disclose too much information, but um, can you talk a little bit about some of the investment and costs associated with starting a J-Dog franchise?
2: Sure thing. Um, you know, and I probably of go into this a in little bit more detail when I when I talk to people like on the phone after they reach into us. Uh, but from that perspective, I always try to say to someone, um, Surprisingly, we're we're probably you know less expensive than most other franchise models out there in the market today. Um, so in, in, in most cases, and I'll say this, our range of investment typically is at seventy-five to eighty thousand dollar range. Um, you know, again, some people sit there and say it's a lot of money. Sure, it's a lot of money, but it's you know, but in franchising, we feel that's on the lower end of, of the of the spectrum. From an investment standpoint, uh, but we do offer financing in, in the sense of we have sources that we work with financing for our franchise owners that have been very successful. It doesn't mean, and I tell people this, I don't guarantee financing for anyone individually uh, to get into business. But we do have sources that work well in, in getting financing for our franchise owners. So that's seventy-five 000 to eighty thousand dollar. Is really that range that sweet spot that we look for, uh, and that's really comprised of you know that franchise fee of thirty five thousand for the for the junk removal franchise or twenty five thousand for the carpet cleaning franchise, and the balance really becomes working capital and operating cost It's not money they're giving to us it's really money that we want to make sure that they have that forty five or fifty thousand uh, dollar difference is going to be the money that they're going to utilize over that first three to four months in the event that they need to, to utilize that working capital. Again, you're you're opening and you're operating, you're doing business from the stand, you know, from, from from the start. Uh but I don't want to promise a, a plethora of business coming in and, and, and you're going to do fantastic from day one. So that it's important to have that operating expense for that first three to four months. So you know you may use five thousand of that, you may use twenty five of that. So but we just want to make sure you're in a position to be successful.
1: Terry, for anyone who is interested in moving forward with the J-Dog franchise, what is kind of that process moving ahead, and how long does it take, and what's involved for as much as you can share about that?
2: Sure. Uh, you know, when anyone inquires, uh, you know, about the franchise, you know, we do have someone they speak to, Dana, who, internally, who's, who's going to go through some questions with them and just trying to get some you know a little bit of, of a background on them and their and, and they're reaching out to us, but really at some point uh, she'll schedule a call with myself and generally that call is going to be within thirty to forty five minutes of of conversation and, and really just you know, go over some information find out about themselves uh, you know their backgrounds and 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 make sure their market that they're looking in is available obviously uh, but more importantly just find out about themselves what they're looking to do uh, go over with them any questions they have kind of go over with them about the J Dog process and our business and the opportunity and so forth, and and really from there we we kind of encourage them at that point if they still have an interest to get back their application and get back some other information to us um, so we can move forward down that process. Uh, once we do this, really the next step after that initial phone call and answering any questions, uh, we, we have what we call a discovery day, and this is something that we do once a month. And uh, in that discovery day process, we only you know we only invite four or five groups in at one time we we don't do a classroom style training where we have you know 25 30 groups in there because we lose that uh, uh I'll I'll say we lose that little bit of a uh, personal personal contact with them so we really want to feel that uh they're getting the information they need from a personal level because you know that's kind of where we're able to talk to them and find out about themselves, and they can find out about us. So, so we're able to spend time with them, get them to know as, as individuals during that uh, Discovery Day process. So provided they're qualified, they get invited into a Discovery Day. It's done on a Thursday and a Friday, Thursday afternoon and a Friday. We have a nice dinner on a on a Thursday evening. Go through more of a social event. Make sure that they have you know communication skills. Everybody's unwinding, getting a, a little bit about themselves, background, history, and then really – on Friday, we we get into the, into the meat and potatoes of, of, of our business and talk to them about the advertising and all the support levels in there from an advertising perspective and marketing perspective and kind of go through operations and, and corporate services and training and um, really give them a full, uh, I call it a well-rounded perspective of who we are, what we are. We kind of go over the territory analysis with them to break down the territory of where they're looking to be. And really on Friday, uh, at the end of the day, they go back. Go back home, take the next couple of weeks to decide whether or not this is something they want to do. Uh, and in that process, we really have an opportunity internally to talk about the people that were there, how they fit into our system, and, and how they can be an asset to the franchise model. Uh, as well as they're looking at J Dog and saying, "Gosh, is J Dog the opportunity for them to them for them to get to that next level they want in their life?" So that's really what that process is. Coming on board, uh, you know, at some point, if they decide to move forward with us, uh, that's great. Um, provided You know, everything meets, you know, their standards and our standards. We move forward and go into a franchise agreement. And from there, it typically takes anywhere between four to six weeks to get open. Uh, so during that four to six weeks, you know, we're basically, you know, Scheduling them for training. We're doing a lot of the back-end support things through the website development and, and SEO and things of that nature We're also getting the trucks ready because you know, we do get trucks You know have to get wrapped have to get ordered. We are a, a fleet account with General Motors So if they decide to go with one of our General Motors vehicles uh, They get that cap discount or fleet discount that they wouldn't get someplace else so they can order the trucks get them wrapped get the trailer wrapped Um Get that process started. And typically, within four to six weeks of the time they sign the agreement, they'll be open, what we call a soft opening for a business. Uh, and that carries through and helps us with that ramp up training for that first few weeks. Um, and at that point, within typically three months, they have the grand opening.
1: Perfect. I think that's a great timeline. And, um, you know, just going back to the discovery days, I've mentioned a couple of times that I've done other podcasts with um, JDOG. And so the last one I did was with two J-Doc franchisees, husband and wife, and they just mentioned how much they really got out of the discovery days and how it was so helpful for them. And it was basically the selling point for them because that was when they were able to go there and go on site and see, you know, how unique the business model was and, you know, how, how much they got along with everybody. And it just made them feel like it was definitely a company that they wanted to be a part of. And I'm sure that's something that you hear all the time.
2: And we do, and it's it's probably one of our best features, if I could say it that way. Uh, you know, really, at that opportunity, they, they get they get to meet Jerry and Tracy. You know, they started the company. They get to see their passion and hear their passion and everything they talked about and and why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and they get to meet the staff. And and again, they're veterans and 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 the president Kevin Cope and and and, and the operations and, and field staff because they're able to talk to everybody on a personal level. Get a and really see the. Um, uh, the motivation everyone has, to, you know, for a franchise model to be successful, and for them to be successful, and, and and really, it's something that you're not going to get on the internet. On the internet, uh, it's something that we really encourage people to come in, meet with us, get a full understanding from an individual level who we are, what we are, what we're doing, what's driving the business, and 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 more importantly, hear the passion and mission from the founders of the company and see where we're going. And, and I think when they leave here, I, I I will say this: we we get nothing but positive feedback. We're very transparent. Um, we tell the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, we want them to be prepared to, to make that decision to get into business, and, and there's no better way of doing that than giving them all the information they need to help them make that informed decision.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that you guys are willing to kind of provide that one-on-one time with them and let them interface with like you said, the founder, the president, and let them do all these things that most companies want to do, especially when you don't even have, you know, a firm commitment from them that they are going to move forward at that point.
2: That's correct. I mean, and again, the idea of that that discovery day is to take the individuals, guys, girls, whoever's coming in, um, and give them the full perspective on our business, who we are, what we do, and really go back home and you know, you're not coming in. It's not a timeshare. You're not signing agreements. You're not giving us money. That's really, that's far from the truth. It's really, you know, if we did that, we wouldn't really get a feedback from the individuals of 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 how they fit into our system and, and so forth. So we really want them to get in, get a yeah. full picture of who we are, what we do, and, and go back home and talk about with their spouse or their partners or whoever the case may be, and and really make that decision whether or not J-Dog is the right opportunity for them. And, and internally, we can, we do those same things.
1: Mm -hmm. and you mentioned the timeshare analogy it's funny because I think a lot of people would maybe um, you know look at something like this and think that there'd be a lot of pressure and it sounds like there's really not you're giving them the information that they need to make the best decision for them and letting them come back to you and tell you if it's going to be right for them
2: yes exactly And, and and just to ease the burden a little bit you know we have our franchisees whether in whether they're in a drivable range uh, they drive up to meet with us or if they fly in, they, you know, they pay their airfare or, or their transportation to get to us. But, you know, once they're here, we, you know, we'll get them from the airport. We we pay for the hotel, we pay for dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, we we really treat them as guests and uh, we want them to have a, a a real good feel of who we are and what we are and the type of company we are.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's great. So speaking of the company in general, I want to, you know, zoom out a little bit talking about all the franchise operations, but just to talk about, the company in general, I know that you guys started a junk removal and now you offer carpet cleaning franchises as well so how did your how did your business develop over the years to lead to the carpet cleaning franchise offering
2: okay um, I hope I can answer this quickly I don't know if I can but uh, when Jerry and Tracy started the <laughs> business uh, you, you know getting back to the mission of of you know veterans transitioning into a business and and, and the opportunity to to employ other veterans uh, you know the only way to do that effectively was not just to have one business model. So, you know, when we looked at the junk removal business, uh, you know, something in the service-based industry, something that was high profit margin, something that was low investment, low overhead, uh, something that wasn't going to be affected through technology. You know, your your Amazons of the world aren't going to sit there and, and poke for our sales from the retail business and kind of hurt our margins. So that was really the goal of that junk removal business. But more importantly, you know, over that 10, 15-year uh, window, if you will, The ultimate goal was to build out multiple brands in that service industry, right? So, and again, the goal being that the more businesses we have that are are successful, the more opportunities for veterans to get into business, and the more opportunities for veterans to hire other veterans. So it kind of, you know, uh, grows exponentially from that standpoint. So that being said, that service industry is really our sweet spot because of the things I talked about earlier. So that junk removal, you know, we have that business plan for that from a territory size, from a you know, marketability and and, and, everything we do that translates from that junk removal business model. You know, we started the the carpet cleaning franchise business model. I say carpet cleaning, hardware floors, tile, power washing, uh, mattress and upholstery cleaning. So that really fit perfectly with our, you know, our, 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 you know, duplicate our whole business model, same territory size, same business model, overhead, the whole thing. Um, So therefore even the customers translated over, right? So if, that customer, that residential customer, or that, 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 uh, you know, I call it your business customer. That same customer is going to utilize the junk removal, will also use the carpet cleaning, hardwood floor, and tile because that, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Smith who's getting junk removed also will need their carpets or tile or hardwood floors cleaned. Uh, that real estate contact that you have that's selling properties that gets junk removed also gets the carpet cleaning done and, and so forth and the floors in the process of, of that transaction so that everything fit perfectly to add the carpet cleaning and harbor floors. So uh, you know in three years uh, or two years or whatever the build-out may be once we get the carpet cleaning established, and again we have 20 locations or 19 locations that are on board already in the in the first 10 months uh, or so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll institute and bring on maybe home inspection or it may be uh, commercial or residential painting or maybe landscaping and property management for three years, build out a different brand because we want to be able to dominate that that service industry. Uh, so when people think of getting work done in their home or property, you know, when we build that J-Dog veteran brand out, it just makes it that much better and makes it that much easier for each brand uh, coming into the market because they're able to share customers and contacts and, and so forth. So we're pretty excited about it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a good explanation. You did a good job. You said you couldn't do it quickly. That was very concise.
2: Well, (laughs) hopefully it was understandable.
1: (laughs) It was. So, Terry, what would you say is the most rewarding thing about a career with J-Dog?
2: Gosh, if I could put it in words, I mean, you know, the people I meet, okay? And I say that to you um, in the sense of, I I, I speak and, and and talk to a lot of veterans, right? And uh, you know, and when I get down and, and and get into a little more detail, they're all heroes. Uh, I think that's the most on a personal level, the most rewarding. Piece that I get to talk about is, and I get to hear about their careers, and get to hear about things that they've done, and whether they've been with situations that are good, bad, positive, negative, whatever. And 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 they're they're here, they're doing things, and they're excited, and they they want to get in the business. So you know, I, I look at them as heroes, and I try to tell them that it's very humbling for me to try to relate to things they're talking about. I can on a certain level because I've heard it so much, but really meeting. The guys and girls or men and women uh, that that protect their country and, in, in some capacity or another. And, and really, uh, that's the best part that I can see. It, 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 gosh, I, I get carried away, but I apologize. But also seeing, seeing people like that that are coming in, they're looking for a break, they're looking for an opportunity, and now you give them an opportunity to get into a business and be successful. Uh, anyway, so they can build something for themselves or their family or whatever the case may be. I mean, that's, that to me is, you know, that's, that's the icing on the cake
1: hmm And like we said earlier, you get into this position where, you know, you you're building a business for yourself, you're providing to your family, and then you're also paying it forward by hiring other veterans. So from a franchisee's perspective, I would think that would be a very easy question to answer as well.
2: Yes. And I I guess I look at this and think to myself, gosh, if you know, as a veteran looking at a business opportunity, I don't know why they would look at something else. Um and I know I'm biased, right? But when they look at everything we offer, not just from a business, listen, all the things that you know the company itself is doing for veterans, getting veterans in business uh hiring other veterans, get the unemployment rate down to less than one percent and and again, that customer that they reach out to has that intrinsic trust value for for that veteran community, right so when they're going to get work done, why would they go someplace else who who is better equipped than, than, than to do business for them and, and the type of work that we're doing more so than a veteran who's doing that cleanup and and, and that carpet and hardware i mean so from that standpoint. They have that intrinsic trust value of, you know, gosh, our business model is the same as our competitors, and they're charging five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, and and we're the same price model. Why would they want to go someplace else? And that that web, that veteran web, goes so far out in in, in America that, you know, even if they weren't a veteran themselves as as a customer, their kids may have been, or their their nieces, nephews, cousins, brothers. So when it comes time to make a decision. You know who they're going to use to work in their home and property, and you know they feel good about themselves hiring their veterans, whose mission is to get veterans on, you know, unemployment down and and, and bring veterans into the workspace. So everything has that feel good, uh, you know, feeling to it, even from a customer perspective, and and that's what really what what we feel is is optimistic and and happy. Uh, uh, happy is not the right word, but optimistic and and really, um, you know, I I can't figure the word I'm looking for, but. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> well, no, I know what you mean. It's the customer draw to your business because they know that they're doing something good by hiring a veteran-owned and led business, so um, it kind of is a win-win all around.
2: Yes, uh, and I think I actually lost track of your question. I get carried away, so I apologize. <laughs>
1: no, you you answered it perfectly, just about the most rewarding thing about a career with j so you definitely hit it right on – you hit the nail on the head. Um, But Terry, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about really the business in general or anything that you want to share that you feel like you have not had the chance to share already during the course of our conversation?
2: Well, I think we pretty much hit everything. I mean, I don't want to keep you know, driving in the hammer of, of saying why we're the best opportunity out there. I mean, all that being said, here's what I will say to somebody, and this is what I was getting to, I guess, my previous comment was, everything that we're doing from a business model, veterans, getting into business, uh, employing other veterans, all that's great, right? But, uh, you know, the best part about it is, you know, we're in an industry that's a viable industry. So all that doesn't make a hell of beans if we're not in an industry that we can make money and be successful with it. And that's, you know, putting those two together um, to me, separates us from everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Terry, I really appreciate the time today. Thank you so much for joining. And um, again, I hope, I'm sure that for anyone who has listened to us up until this point, um, you know, they've learned a lot of information that maybe they had not heard in previous podcasts or in the emails that we send out. So like I said, we'll include a link where they can check you guys out online, fill out a form if they're interested. And like you said, you'll be the person that they'll talk to because you're kind of that initial face that they get to interact with. So hopefully they'll at least have a good starting point after listening to this and, you know, hearing what you had to say during this podcast.
2: Awesome, Megan. I just want to put a, a little plug in for you guys. I mean, uh, you know, Orion Talent really, you know, the fact that we're a veteran space, a veteran business model and, and attracting veterans. You hit, you know, all those people because, uh, you know, they're also in a time of their life where they're looking for a change, where they're looking, for, you know, to take another job on or whatever the case may be. So that's really an opportune time for people looking at us. And, and I will tell you that we do get positive feedback from people to say, geez, you know, I want to Orion and and, and and I get their emails. But, you know, this was different because it's usually about a job or a position. And here they're they're giving me something that's an opportunity to get in business. And, and they think that's kind of cool and, and neat that, that, you know, you know, it's hitting the right space. So it works for everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for sharing that, Terry. I appreciate it. And thanks again for joining me today.
2: Megan, I appreciate you for your time and, and uh, you know, appreciate all the veterans that are listening. Uh, appreciate the service and, and, and the opportunity to help them.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.